Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast or listening to it, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I bring a message of hope. I bring a message of peace. I bring a message of encouragement to you. We hold this truth to be self-evident. All men are created equal and endowed with inalienable right by the Creator. You are not the result of a cosmic accident. You are here at the right time for a time such as this. Your generation needs you. There are problems that only you can solve. I'm here to encourage you to rise up to the occasion and fulfill your purpose. You have what it takes to impact your generation. You have what it takes to make a difference. It doesn't matter where and when. You were born. It doesn't matter how you look on the outside. What matters is what is in the inside of you. The image of God that has been stamped on you. Don't believe a lie. Don't listen to lies. God created you. You are not the result of an accident. You are not here by chance. There is purpose. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, declares the Lord. You are here for a time such as this. I want you to hear this. Believe it. Speak it. And work on it. I want to welcome you for joining us. I want to thank you for stopping by. There are three things I would like you to do for me. To help. Get this message out to those who need to hear it. The first thing is that, please, I encourage you, share and invite. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and get a copy of my book. Yes, my book that this series of presentations I've been taking from. 
Racism, where is your sting? I have declared racism dead because racism indeed is dead. Think I'm crazy for saying that? Racism is dead. There is one human race. Racism is a smokescreen that people hide behind to commit acts of evil. The problem is not racism. The problem is the heart of man that is desperately wicked. We are not born good. We are born sinners, all of us. For it is written, for all, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All means all, including me and you. All of us have the tendency in us to manifest the vices that come with so-called racism. Whenever you have humans interacting with each other, greed, hatred, and the desire to take advantage of each other is going to show its ugly head. And we know that this started in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. I've been talking about color and why it's such a bad idea, bad idea to use the color of people's skin to not only identify them, but group them into a different, into different human races. I will have to repeat myself because these arbitrary divisions and social construct has been so programmed in our psychic that we are indeed having a hard time discarding these classifications that have no basis. And by the way, you may be watching me and you are thinking, hmm, what has this got to do in the marketplace? What is this guy talking about? If you have been part of a team at work that people have looked down on you, looked down on your ideas, dismissed you because you sound and look a certain way, you know the pain, you know what I'm talking about. And if you are a business owner and your workers are not getting along because your teams are dysfunctional, you know how much it's costing your bottom line. That's why we must learn to go deeper and value people beyond how they look. Today, I want us to go to geology and learn if one or two things about color. Let geology teach us. Let nature declare to us common sense. Minerals have different properties. 
I'm going to demonstrate a little bit here today. Just bear with me. This is one mineral here. This is another one, very common. Pyrite, fool's gold. Galena, we make lead pipes from this one, bullets and other things. It's another one here. Gypsum, we use this to make shit rock and other things. It's very easy to try and identify these minerals with their color. However, geologists know well not to do that because the color of a mineral can mislead you. We don't use color alone. We try not to use color because you are going to be misled. I'm saying this because we have minerals, for example, quartz, that comes in many different colors. It's the same mineral the same chemical composition. However, if you just allow color alone to lead you, you are going to get confused. It's impossible to identify quartz based on its color alone. Because quartz comes in many different varieties. Many different colors. You have rose quartz. You have smoky quartz. Some is transparent. Some is glassy. Quartz comes in many different shades of color. It gets even more confusing. You have different minerals that have the same color. These are minerals that have a different chemistry. They don't have anything in common whatsoever. They are very unique, very different, but they look, they look the same because of their color. And we all know color is what? Reflection, the interaction of light with that mineral. So if you just decided to use color to identify, you are going to give the wrong name to the wrong mineral, and shockingly, you'll get into trouble because each mineral has specific properties and specific uses. That is why we don't use color. Nature is telling us, don't use color to identify. Don't use color to segregate. If you use color, you're going to be misled. No wonder. Martin Luther King said what? 
Judge not a man by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. Judge not a man by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. You know, we geologists, we are not at the mercy of color. We figured out how to know the true color of a mineral. How to know the true color of a mineral. It is called the streak. The streak of a mineral is the color of its powder. I'm going to demonstrate that to you. You're going to be surprised that a mineral that looks green is going to have a color that a, 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 a color, the powder of the of the mineral is going to have an entirely different color. That is actually the content, the character of that mineral. We must know people by their character. That is why it is written by their fruits. You shall know them by their fruits. You shall know them. Fruit comes from character. It comes from within. If you want to do righteous judgment, if you want to know who people are, look at their character. What comes from within, what their lives produces, it's a cheap shot to look at somebody's skin color and label them and put them in the sitting category. It's cheap. It's wrong. Let's look at how we get the, the color of the powder of a mineral. This is what we call a streak plate. You get the color of the powder of the mineral by scratching the mineral on the streak plate. Now, this mineral has a color, right? It has a color. Now, let's look at the actual color of this mineral. In other words, the eyes are seen the character of this mineral. I'm going to scratch it here and let you determine what the actual color is. Let's go. Look at it. There is a difference between the color of this mineral and the color of its streak, which is whitish. So the actual color of this mineral is white. Let's look at this one here. Looks like gold. Pretty, isn't it? Let's look at the color of its streak. Are you ready for a surprise? Let's go. Look at that. No wonder. This is called fool's gold. It looks like gold, right? Looks like gold. But look at the color of its powder. It's black. It's black. So if you just went by the color, you're going to be deceived. You think I'm buying some precious, pretty something. No, it's black. Let's look at our gypsum here. What's the color? Is it having the color of the powder? Let's try it again. Look at the color of the powder. White. The mineral looks transparent. But the color of the streak is white. This is Galena here. Let's look at his streak. Again, it's black. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I'm belaboring the point for us to understand. Character trumps all. And that is why we have to know people based upon their actions, their character, and not their skin color. It's insane. It's absurd to say, oh, because you look like this, you're going to behave like this. It's wrong. And it's high time we we'll move away from this classification scheme that we have. Every nature, the minerals are telling us, don't play the color game. You are going to be misled. Yesterday, I said, if colors don't mean what they are, then why are we using them? Because I'm putting on a black T-shirt. My skin is having a different tone from this T-shirt, which is black. And I'm being called black. Why? And those that we call white, there's nobody like this. This is a color white, isn't it? This is the color white. Why are we calling people white when they don't look like this? What's happening? Have you ever asked that question? I had to bring the issue of color because it's one of the pillars of racism. And there's no point in grouping people into different colors. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was right. Let's judge people. Let's judge people by the content of their character. Let's not get sloppy. Let's not get lazy by using the color of their skin because we're going to be misled. I've already demonstrated that every nature itself is telling us not to go down that path. Dr. Luther King was, was correct. But it seems the society still has to catch up with the, reali the reality he was talking about. While society may be used to using all these levels to classify people for whatever purpose, these levels have caused more harm than good. I say caused more harm than good because we saw that historically the white and the black divide had a lot of baggages. Black evil, black primitive, black underdeveloped, black uh, 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 crime, you name it. White purity, white advanced, white sophisticated, white developed. That is why you never see black angels. 
The devil is always painted black. And the demons. Even though the Bible says the devil appears as an angel of light. There is a lot to a level or a name. And that is how we need to be careful. It's amazing that each time God wants to do some, something unique in somebody's life, he changes their name because there's power in what we program in our subconscious mind. You know, Abraham, before he became Abraham, his name was changed from Abraham to Abraham, the father of many nations. He was not even having a single kid. God changed his name so that he can start hearing what he's going to walk into. And that's why these names, black and white, and programming it into our subconscious mind is causing a lot of damage. If we as a society say that we are colorblind, then it is time to get rid of the different classes that have been created based on skin color. It's time to get rid of those classes. The white slash black divide is bogus and has done more harm than good. There are no whites, there are no blacks. If we want to talk about color, it's a broad spectrum. We should use the actual colors that identify people's skins. Yesterday I talked about the Mundane people. I'm from Mundane. We have only three colors, black, white, and red. Yellow is red. Green is black. Blue is black. Purple is black. Pink is red. It's getting confusing, isn't it? Yeah, it should. And that is why when we say some are black and some are white, it gets confusing. Before you say the moon and people are primitive and not sophisticated to identify the rainbow colors, I will also say that we are, just, we are acting just like them. How can we reduce the entire spectrum of colors, the different shades of color, colors that people's skin come in to black and white? And when we got really uncomfortable, we move to colored as if some are colorless. It doesn't make sense. You know, some argue that we are used to these terms and there's no point refusing the fact that they are whites and blacks. Really, is that a fact? A fact? White? Is this really anybody's skin like this? And anybody, am I, am I like the color of this t-shirt? What makes you think it's a fact? If you know the definition of insanity is insanity, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If we want to change, we have to change our terminology. In other words, the white we call white is what? It's actually a social construct. That is false because there's nobody that looks like this. 
We just made it up to represent something. And that is how we need to change it. Therefore, this supports the idea that the use of color to classify humans does not have the right intentions. It's a tool of discrimination, subjugation, and control. Now is the time to move beyond using color to identify people. We are all humans and should be looked upon as that. It's absurd to use the color of somebody's skin to classify them, or worse, force them into some arbitrary human race. There is one human race. There's no black, no white race. There is one human race. And for us to use a social construct to push people into an arbitrary classification that has no basis is wrong. No, why, why, why some take pride in so-called blackness or whiteness? Yeah, some people say, oh, black pride, whatever. It's a false identity and should be discarded by all. Whether it's whiteness, blackness, yellowness, whatever it is, it's a false identity. It's a social construct. If you are really like this piece of paper, if you are white like this, please, I'm pleading, I'm begging, do me a favor. Leave a comment. Put a picture. And if you are black like this T-shirt, if you are black like this, please do me a favor. Leave a comment. Why are you embracing this social construct that are destroying us? Why are you propagating them? Why? They're baseless. We all bleed. If you cut us, we bleed red. If we want to put an end to racism, society must make a conscious decision to move away from skin color classification that is currently being used. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm proposing something that to some, it looks impossible. Yeah, stopping slave trade was impossible until it happened. Segregation was impossible to stop until it happened. Apartheid was impossible to stop until it happened. Let us start with you. Drop the language. Drop it. You know, I am acutely aware of the fact that Dropping off the current classification scheme will not res resolve the issue of racism because the problem, as we are going to see, is deeper than skin color and bigger than racism itself. I've said many times, racism is just a smoke screen. It doesn't explain why somebody will not pay his or her workers the same based upon their productivity. Are you telling me somebody's color skin makes them less worthy or to be paid in a certain way? The problem is deeper. You know, all society is doing is using racism to, to address a far dangerous problem that has plagued mankind since the Garden of Eden. 
Is, is it to say it's racism? No, it's not racism. I've said it and I will say it again and again. The heart of man, the heart of mankind, the heart of all humans is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Says the prophet Jeremiah. That is the problem we're trying to address here. It's not a black or white issue. If black and white are social construct, then it's a boogeyman, smoke screen. We will never defeat racism if we don't go past the smoke screen and look at the root cause. We are used, you know, what, what we are used to, you know, it, it, this is, it, the default position is calling people what? Uh, they're racist, they're hateful, uh, they're bigoted. You, you can fill in the blanks. What has this achieved? Nothing. Because racism is still here. Many laws have been passed to curb racism. And this has brought some limited success because laws may constrain people and deter them from manifesting the intent of their hearts. But they do not change hearts. That is why segregation is still rampant at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning across the United States of America. Yeah. Come Sunday morning. We segregate while we meet at work during the week. Come Sunday morning, we segregate. Why? I've heard all the reasons. There are many of them. Take them at face value. They make sense. They go deeper. They don't. I don't care what their reasons are. If we can meet at work, why don't we also meet to worship God? What is the problem? Are we really called to a life of comfort? Is the church now some sort of a social club? And before you get excited, that, oh yeah, stick it to them. I'm not here to stick anything to anybody. I'm just a voice of someone crying out in the wilderness. Yeah, before you get excited. I would like you to know that segregation that we see each Sunday morning is not just between whites and blacks. It's also between blacks and blacks. You understand that I'm using this term black and black not because they are really black, but what I'm saying is this. On Sunday mornings, the Caucasians go their way, those from Africa go their way, and even those from Africa, there are still subdivisions in between them. Some segregate into Igbos, that's an ethnic group from Nigeria. Some segregate into the Yorubas, that is another ethnic group from Nigeria. Some segregate into Cameroonians. Some segregate into Ghanaians. 
Some segregate to Koreans, some segregate to Chinese. The segregation just goes on and on and on. Please hear me and hear me very, very clearly. Before you try to take out a speck of dust in somebody's eye, start with the lock of wood in your own eye. We cry segregation, segregation, racism. They don't like me. They don't like us. Yet, we too propagate this because we like to hang around with people that look like us, people that eat like us, people that sing like us people that dress like us, isn't it? Is that, is that not why we have churches in the United States that are predominantly Korean, predominantly Yoruba, predominantly Igbo, predominantly Cameroonian, predominantly Nigerian, Ghanaian, Togolese, Congolese, Ethiopian, the list can go on and on. How do we expect to get along and build a society when we cannot get along in worshiping the same God? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard all the excuses and the style of music and, you know, the issue is deeper than music, it's deeper than culture. Culture is external. We learn a lot, we can change. Yeah. Culture is not in our DNA. Come on. Culture is not in our DNA. If culture was part of our DNA, we say oh, we don't have no control over it, we do. I learned to drive, for example, at 27. Learn to use a washing machine, computers, many other things that I even eat right now, broccoli. And I, I, when I was a kid, I didn't know anything like broccoli and, and all that. I've learned to eat those things because I believe in healthy living and all that. We can learn. It's uncomfortable. But growth only comes through discomfort. We ask to carry our cross each day and follow the master. Not follow our culture, not follow our comfort. Let the healing start among the people of God. I want to thank you for listening. Nature is teaching us we shouldn't use color to classify people. We should drop it. Let us start with you. Call people by their name. Don't use a, 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 a 
a big brush and brush everybody. Call people by their name. Let people call you by their name. You are more than your skin color. You are a child of God. Thank you for watching. If you haven't gotten a copy of your book, please do so. Share this message. Subscribe to my channel. We've concluded chapter one. We're going to move into chapter two. We'll be talking about the interplay of superiority complex and inferiority complex. That is actually the root of the problem. I want to thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. God bless you. Have a fantastic day.